welcome to Dimension Fold uh, YouTube channel, and I'm your host Ken Goodsward. And today I've got a special guest, Scott Scott Stewart, and um, Scott's a good friend of mine. We work together, and he's got a story to tell us that I think is uh, I don't know. I haven't heard it yet, so hopefully it'll be strange and weird and and mind blowing. But I don't know if it will or not. <laughs> but let's let's get into it. So Scott, uh, tell us. Um, first of all, when, uh, when and where did this happen? Well, it's in a few places, which was, is what makes it interesting. Um, it started 20, uh, I guess about 25 years ago. And it actually started not far from where I live now, incidentally, which is kind of odd. So I'll start at the beginning, which is usually the best place to start any story. Mm. I was with two other friends and we were hunting on the backside of Purden Mountain. And um, we had been there for, oh, I don't know, maybe three quarters of the day. And we were, we were driving back in the dark very late. And there's a very long straight stretch after um, the uh, Bowron River. Um, bridge. It's very long straight shots, lots of hills, and then um, and then you start back getting close to the city. So when we came across the bridge, we seen a very intense amount of lighting on the right hand side of the road. And you know we see lots of logging, so you know we were under the impression it was just a logging setup, like a couple big yarders or whatever with their lights lights on it. Right. So you're still pretty far out in the bush, uh, like on a logging road. No, no, we were now on the highway. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got back mm -hmm. onto the highway. And um, so we're on our way in back into PG. And we, so we're, we're looking at the light and it's, it's, it's intense. You could see the tops of all the trees. You could see it illuminating the clouds above. Um, like it, it was a very bright um, light, but again, uh, dismissed in our minds because we see lots of logging and lots of nighttime um, logging stuff over here. But as we got closer um, within maybe, I'm going to say half a kilometer of the actual um, to being perpendicular to where the light was coming from, it wasn't the same color as is a standard um, like sodium bulbs. You know, you get that kind of a orangey um, you know, if, if anybody at home, your listeners have ever grown some big tomatoes, um, they'll know that that ready yellowy light. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was, it was more of a the new blue, the brighter light. So again, dismissed because, you know, um, there's new lights. As we got directly perpendicular to one of the roads, um, that you could see down is like, cause there's like cutoffs and, and um, dirt roads going off left and right where all the logging is taking place. As we came up to that, to that um, turnoff, we slowed down because we were now curious and we, we were all discussing how bright it was and it must've been close to the road. So we slowed down on the highway and then, now it's gotta be around midnight, maybe one o'clock. And we, we, ended up stopping i was in the back seat so i had full view of my own in my own window and the driver stopped when we were perpendicular because what we saw was not um indicative of blogging at all we could see the light 
and it was above the trees, but it was probably a good kilometer down that road. But we could see it, and it was clearly not attached to anything. There was no logging that we could see. And so we're stopped, and I'm like, okay, this isn't right. This There's something, you know, your brain is trying to make its own decisions of things it knows, but it's not anything we'd seen. And then it, it went completely uh, vertical and just shot into the sky and disappeared. And I looked at the clock because I had read somewhere that, you know, sometimes they have a way of altering your time. Like maybe they, you know, like the flashy thing from men and black. So I looked at the time and the time had not changed. And he's like, well, let's go in and look. And I said, no, 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 no. Have you not seen fire in the sky drive? And he's like, no, no, let's go. look." And I said, drive. And I grabbed him by the back of the neck and I said, drive. And I was actually quite aggressive about it. And Mm -hmm. so he started driving. And so we drove for about a minute and a half, completely silent. And uh, so we, I don't know who spoke first, but we're all like, so we all saw that, right? And so we discussed it for about a minute and we decided we were, that was the end of the discussion. We were, (laughs) we didn't see anything that we cared about. It didn't follow us home that we're aware of. And that was the end of the discussion. But that isn't the blow your mind part. That is not even the closest of the exciting part. We went on to live our lives forgetting completely about this um, situation. And now whether it had anything to do with it directly, I'll never know. However, that friend that was a really close friend, I moved down to Victoria and he stayed in Prince George and we hadn't spoken together in almost 10 years. So one night I'm having the most uncomfortable sleep of my life. And then I'm having a nightmare and there's beings standing at the end of my bed and they're doing something to my foot and I'm like I feel like I'm now floating out the window hard to describe but I just Mm -hmm. felt like I was going out through my window and then I remember seeing my friend who I will remain nameless because I'm sure he's paranoid of this whole story Mm -hmm. um and he was in what would have looked to me like a stretcher or some sort of a bed tied down. And he was screaming at me, get out, get out. And he he was yelling my name. And when I woke up, I could not wake my dog up. My dog was in a, like a coma sleep. And my wife was so groggy. I couldn't barely wake her up. It was like she was hung over or loaded and she doesn't drink or do drugs. And it's just like, and, and now that you know how the dream starts to come to you afterwards. So I got up to go to the bathroom and when <clears> I'm in the bathroom, I noticed that my toe was bleeding. And oh. I had a triangle cut in my toe, a little triangle. And it was bleeding. It had bled in the, in the bed. So, I, again, not dismissed it, but I discussed it with my wife while it was fresh in my mind. We talked about the possibilities of a dream, and, and I'm like, it doesn't make sense. There's mm-hmm. a cut in my toe. 
well, you could have stubbed it. You could have got up in the middle of the night. There was all these should have, could have, because, you know, we want to make sense of right. real, real life as right. opposed to anything else. So I had not heard from my friend in, like I say, almost 10 years. And I got a phone call from him. That oh. And he was very sheepish. And we talked for a few minutes. And I said, I had the weirdest dream last night. And he said, were you in a spaceship? And did I see you? And was I yelling at you? He saw oh. the same freaking dream, I thought. Right. He did. So that made all the hairs in my head stand right up. And I have been absolutely paranoid of extraterrestrials pretty much ever since and the whole weirdest thing i i just can't wrap my head around is i i've moved back here not on purpose it was a fluke that i moved back here and where did i move on the island the hot spot of of um ufo sightings which was in right. Sioux. right I, I don't i didn't plan either of those but there and out where I live are two hotspots for for a, a paranormal activity. So I don't know um, how it, if it was Weird, right? on me or yeah. yeah. And yet yeah. I, came, I came back here knowing when I camp out here, when I walk out to the backyard now, I'm not afraid of bears. I'm looking up. Yeah. I. I'm just waiting to go for another ride. Like I'm like, I'm being tracked. Right. So how is that for weird? So, okay. So to put things into, into a timeline here. So the, the first time you saw was the, the bright light out east of town. Yeah. Um, and how, how far out of town was it? Like 50 clicks? Um, it would be, well, it was halfway between Tabor and Purton. So, yeah, like maybe, maybe 30, 30 kilometers. Okay. Okay. And then um where you live now is closer into town than that, I assume. No. no I'm, it's about, about, I'm about 12 kilometers from there. Okay, so pretty close to the same area. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like they somehow subconsciously called you back. Um I, yeah. So you're okay, so so first of all, you're out there and you see this weird light. Um, and it goes, it goes shooting like straight up into the sky, super fast, fast, fast enough that you couldn't, you couldn't follow it. Like it just, yeah. it was like a, a streak, like a comet. It's just yeah. like gone. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, did it seem to be before it shot up in the sky? Did it seem to be just kind of hovering? Well, you couldn't sort of tell what it was, but yeah, it was just light. Like, yeah, I, I can't tell you if it was hard shelled or right. or just a, um, a an entity but it was just bright and right. you couldn't you couldn't see through it you couldn't see into it it was just bright right but it's it was still kind of like off a ways yeah like it not to, right beside the road no no it had to have yeah. been a kilometer now not knowing how big it was yeah um, you don't yeah you can't tell lose perspective right for sure um okay interesting so then so, so after that, you moved to the island, to another hotspot, 
And then, sorry, what is that where you were when you saw this, when the second, when this yes. visitation happened? Yes. Okay. And, and your buddy was also in the same city or not? No, no, he was here. He was up here. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so they had- somehow, if you two guys were both on a, on a ship of some kind and you live in separate cities that are, um, what, how many thousand kilometers apart? Are no, those? we're that'd be 500, 800 kilometers, 800 kilometers. Okay. So, uh, that's interesting because we know that, you know, if, if they have spaceships that are capable of traveling to earth from another planet, they have to have some kind of warp drive or something like, uh, who knows what, but, um, it's not like the kind of rockets that we're, that we have. Yeah, and, and not to say that either one of the light or the or the dream ish were um, um, together or associated together. They both could have been coincidental. Like I might have something in me that because I, I can see a ghost in my house. I, I see a ghost in my house all the time. There might be something about me. Yeah. That okay. Might, might attract or I, right. I don't know. Right. Maybe you have the ability to see into like uh, these other other dimensions or like you can see path through the veil somehow. Or they or they just allow it. Yeah. Yeah. It could be because um, I, I've seen this ghost in this house. I don't know how many times before we started building or making changes and we described her to the neighborhood and they're like, oh, that's you describing the person who owns your house. Oh, yeah. wow. Because my wife had seen her as well. Yeah. And do you still see that? Nope. No. Um, Shortly after my child was born, she, she did a lot of opening or closing of doors, shutting lights off, things like that. And we, we said to her, um, you know, in earnest that she was actually listening or whatever, saying, Hey, you can stay, but you have to look after my daughter. Like you can't be. And and she was around for, I don't know, maybe six to eight months of my daughter's life. And then, and then we haven't seen her since. We did do some construction. And I was also told that taking apart or changing stuff in your house might release um, souls or uh-huh. I, I'm not exactly sure how that works. Yeah. But yeah, I see that. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's got to freak you out the first time it, for it, sure. It freaked us out quite a few times because when we would see her, we would see her in the kitchen only. Oh yeah, and she was kind of like a sepia color for us, and okay. she wore this old school baking um, um, apron and a yeah. big, big dress. Oh yeah, and my wife and I would see her, and she'd be moving to the stove all the time, all the time. And the first few times that we seen her, we both were like. Uh, did we really just see that? And then yeah. we realized that, you know, nothing was happening. Nothing weird was happening that we just didn't really worry about it. So, but we've seen her probably 40 times throughout the next couple of years that we lived here. Wow. Yeah. So, so you just kind of realized that she wasn't trying to like hurt you or anything like that. She wasn't mean spirit at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was probably still checking her cookies i don't know yeah almost like a sort of like a like a video just replaying yes 
actually, in fact, because it was the same movement toward the always in the same direction. It would be very much like a, a like a replay. Huh. It have been something in her. Yeah, that's weird. Now that you mentioned it, it was always the same spot that we saw her. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. Um, like it makes you wonder. Like, okay, so, um, so maybe there's. Let's say that she she's real and she's there. So what's happening? She's is she just like remembering? Like maybe it was just like a good memory for her, where she was like, oh. You know, maybe the smell of those cookies or, or something like that, right? I I quite often smell baking that isn't happening. I come down and I'm like, hey, what's what's cooking? She's like, nothing's cooking. I'm like, oh, <laughs> smell this. And she's like, oh. as long as it's not burnt toast, she says. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know if it has anything to do with, with the fact that I'm able to see more often. Or is it because I'm open to seeing it that I see stuff? I don't know. Yeah. But I, I know that the, the ghost is not, the apparition is definitely not um, linked to, to these um, extraterrestrial. Um, I keep calling them dreams, but because um, it makes me feel better. Sure. I still have a mark on my toe. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've actually, I've actually asked, when I had an ultrasound done, I asked them to look to see if yeah. there was anything there because I was convinced. I was convinced there was a tracker in my toe. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was convinced, but I don't know how I did it. Like, was I sleepwalking? Maybe. Maybe there's a logical excuse. But the fact that my friend dreamt it the same night is the odds are astronomical. Yeah. That's what put it over the top for me because I was convinced it was a dream. Like, why wouldn't it be? But, and then the dog and, and the wife that, you know, you couldn't rouse them. Right. It was really weird. Yeah. Like, especially a dog. Don't, I mean, I and haven't had a dog for 30 years, but last I recall, dogs wake up pretty easy. You would think that, you know, if they're going to come in to take you away, they would have to put a spell or a gas yeah. or something to keep from being attacked from my dog because that yeah. one, dog I had would have tore him apart. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Well, uh, another, um, another, uh, well, I, I don't know, witness, I guess uh, the, another guy that I've talked to, um, ha had a similar thing happen where he, um, he had a visitation exactly the same, like where they were standing at the foot of his bed. And, um, again, same thing. His wife did not wake up. And, um, when he, he finally managed to wake her up, but she was just like totally incoherent and didn't, didn't remember any of it. That's funny. And I do recall in my dream and you, you know, you know, when you had a dream and you're trying to scream, but you can't. Yeah. I, I felt like that was what was happening to me the whole time. Like right. I was trying to scream and I could not. Yeah. Um, there's a friend of mine on the island. His name is Simon, the photographer. He's very big. You may have run across him. He's very big into um, extraterrestrial um, UFO um, stuff. He was researching the heck out of it. And one day, he and I rode the bus from Suitkin to Victoria every day together. His studio was in, in Victoria. 
And he and I got talking about what he did and, and I kind of let him know. And he, I hadn't told anybody. And I, and I really, other than, you know, my wife and my kid, nobody knows the story now, but you mm-hmm. and, and that person. And, and soon millions of people, or at least dozens, hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, well, you might gain a million viewers now. Um, <laughs> I, so I told him and he asked the dates and, and, you know, I can't remember them now. It was a very long time ago. And he, he looked up and found five um, UFO um, sightings that night. Wow. That were, yeah. So he's like, he said, there hadn't been any all week. He said, but when I looked it up, he said, there was a bunch of sightings the night that you're telling me that this happened. Holy. So he's got access to some kind of database. Well, and I, yeah, he, yeah, he was really big into it. So I don't know where he was getting his, you know, National Enquirer. I don't know, but he, he had some, some source that he was able to, to dig that information up. So I don't know if you can dig him up again. He's a, he's a British fellow. He's blonde hair. I've been looking for him, but he went by Simon, the photographer. That was the name of his studio. Yeah. If you find him, he would be a, a, probably still a plethora of, of knowledge of cool uh yeah i mean there's tons of people out there but it's hard to find local people sometimes right like um uh, i had i was talking to a friend of mine who had a um who basically saw a, a huge saucer and um in prince george as well and it was um so yours would have been around what mid 90s Back in 91, 92, 93. Yeah, somewhere between 93 and 95, somewhere in there. I can't remember if um, my, my buddy Jeremy, whose last name is also Stewart, coincidentally. Um, like yeah, he, he was telling me about this thing where he, him and, a, and his friend saw this. Like, a, well, I mean, again, it's hard to tell uh, size and distance and stuff, but they were downtown Prince George and they saw what looked like a really huge disc um, kind of out towards uh, between the, the sawmill or the airport, that direction. So out to East and towards the same direction you're talking about, uh, but like probably a little bit closer to town. And that, that was, um, I'm not sure if that was mid nineties or if it was a little later, I think it might've been um, late nineties. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's the thing is like this, this kind of thing happens is has never stopped happening. And there's always been people telling these very similar uh, stories. And, you know, you look at the details and they, a lot of things are uh, really jiving together. I, I think that you're, you're just um, ignorant. I'm going to use that word to think that we are the only people in this universe. Mm hmm. Like, where would you get off saying that we're the only people, you know, we might be the only people in our system. Yeah. But our system is the size of a grain of sand. Right. So there's just no way. It's yeah. not possible. Not yeah. Possible. Well, I, what this thought occurred to me about a month ago, and, and I can't get it out of my mind. It's like this idea of, um, okay, imagine you're on Tatooine. And you're with Luke Skywalker 
and Uncle Owen. Okay. Now, maybe it's a little bit earlier when Luke's a little bit younger. Maybe he's like 12 or something. Um, and so he doesn't have free access to hop on the, the speeder bike and drive into Moss Lisley. But I can just imagine Uncle Owen telling Luke, yeah, no, uh, there's uh, like, like as if that they don't know about any of the other races. Like we're the only people, Tatooine is the only, the only um, planet that has life on it. And, you know, we're the pinnacle of creation. There's, there's no, what are you talking about? Like, no, no, no. That's all just stories. And by the way, don't go to Moss Eisley because that's a dangerous place. It's like, that's exactly the story that we're telling or that we're, that, that we keep hearing. Do I have a lightsaber in this story? Of course you do. Okay. Then it's a good story. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it's 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 always occurred to me i've always been open to it um when i when i was young i used to lay in the in the ditch in the dark watching the stars and you know realizing that some were going this way but others would be going that way and i'm like how is that how's that possible <laughs> we're turning this way all the right. stars moving this way oh um, interesting so do you figure those were comets? Or maybe there's a whole lot of UFOs out there. 12, you know, when you're 12 years old, they are all freaking X-Wing fighters, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, that's how old I was when Star Wars came out. And I was, you were around. Were you in PG when Star Wars came out? I uh, no, out. I, I was in Surrey back then. I camped out. Well, you wouldn't want to camp out in Surrey, but. I camped out. There was about 20 of us in line to be the first to see Star Wars. I, uh, the only it's time I ever did something like that was when my kid was, um, was around, I don't know, 10 or 12. And, uh, it was for one of these, one of the Harry Potter book releases and, or I guess it was a movie. I, I forget. Anyway, we stood in line somewhere for hours and for some Harry Potter thing. I was like, this movie is terrible. <laughs> if you imagine though like the times from when i was 12 till now would yeah. you a 12 year old go camp out downtown i would not not downtown no maybe at pine center no probably not yeah no, i would not so yeah that's how much things have changed since since i you know yeah but yeah no sure. i I've always been a space fanatic. I, I, I watched every single space mission launch. I followed all the shuttle, shuttle, shutter, no, shuttle, shuttle, <laughs> right up to the Challenger. And then I kind of weaned myself off. Um, I have not watched much since. I do have the ISS channel. I do find myself watching that. I don't know, the NASA channel. Oh, yeah. Cool. I, it, I didn't even know there was a thing. Yeah, and it's sometimes they have just some BS people talking about what's going on on the shuttle or in the station, but quite often it's just live feeds of them working, just doing crap, and it's fun to watch. Okay, so you probably have the the scoop on uh, this. I I don't. I'm gonna get it even wrong as to what ship it happened on. Was it the I the ISS or was it the Russian uh, or the Chinese? 
something. There's there's some kind of craft up there that's in orbit right now, and they found a hole drilled in it. Oh well, I didn't hear about the hole drilled, but I did hear that the um, the Chinese scuttled one of their uh, satellites. Okay, and it could have very much caused a lot of damage in case you hadn't seen the movie gravity um yeah like it literally could have been disastrous to everybody up there but somehow it managed to to change its orbit and actually go out to space but now there's junk floating in space so if you ever get up to hyperspeed you better have some sort of a a shield on the front because something's coming through yeah, I've I've heard some. Well, I, I don't know how accurate it is, but um, some people are saying that there's like it's basically a turning into a big junkyard up there already. Yeah. Do you remember um, the show in the uh, uh, what was it called? It had Steve Austin in it, Lee Majors. Yeah, yeah. And they used to fly up, and then and then grab junk and they used to bring it back and sell it that's what they oh, did. oh they were I don't remember that junk. darn if i can remember the name of it um the the taejong or whatever they call it is the is the space station the chinese space station yeah i've not heard anything about a hole in it yeah so apparently somebody drilled a hole in the wall in the hull I guess and, they must uh, have had Shaw come up and try and do some cable or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because we, we got off. some new fiber for you guys. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be rad. Totally high speed. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I had not heard that, but I will look that up. I think it was I think it was the Russian craft, whatever that is. What is it? I'm gonna put I don't know. there's they're even talking about a lawsuit. Because um, I've, I haven't really been following the story in detail, but the last thing I heard was that. Oh, yeah. That, and here it is. It's Russians, right? In August 2018, NASA ground control detected depressurization aboard the ISS, which was traced to a two millimeter wide drill hole in part of the Russian Soyuz spacecraft docked to the space uh, station at the time. So <laughs> it was the Russian Soyuz, but it was. Dock. attached okay yeah so when they opened and open pressure they detected a depressurization huh. so now they're saying that that one of the americans astronauts did it on purpose to the russian craft which is well, like i hope they did after <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. man like uh okay um I don't know if you read this book. Uh, are you into conspiracy theories much? I The only one I read that I really enjoyed was The Last Dissenting Witness, written by Gene Hill. It was about JFK. Hmm. And the only reason I read it was because I met Gene Hill when I was in Nashville at a book signing. My friend was completely blah, blah over JFK. And I just was walking around. And there she was doing a book signing. And there was nobody in the lineup. So oh. her and I talked for almost two hours and Whoa. she was telling me all about stuff. And anyway, I read her book and it really made me realize that um, maybe, just maybe, there was a cover up there. Yeah. there In, in the Prince George Public Library, uh, there's a book by a guy named Mike Barra, um, who you might have seen Mike because he 
he shows up on ancient aliens sometimes. Um, but his book, uh, he's got a few books, but one of them um, is about the, the conspiracy theories and JFK and NASA and the, um, the Freemasons. So it's like, you know, all the crazy shit you can think of, throw it all to, together. But I do love the Freemasons. Read this book, man. It's fascinating. And you got to wonder. Because I can't read anywhere. <laughs> I'll have to get the audio book. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, cool. Well, so, um, hey, one thing. You spend a ton of time in the bush. Or on lakes, at least. In the bush, yeah. Yeah. You ever seen a Bigfoot? That I wish. Because I go nowhere without good cameras. Mm. Although they would probably not work for whatever reason. Yeah, exactly. I am always packing camera heat. You know, I film everything all the time. So it would be it would be a dream to see a Bigfoot. Get some eye shine. At so least introduce myself, maybe get yeah. them on a show. Apparently, the uh, the Bigfoot can um, can communicate telepathically as well. Well, the fact that they don't make a lot of noise, you know, would probably suggest that that would be because people say they hear them howl and stuff. I've watched a lot of the Bigfoot shows and yeah, and um, and and how they they break branches for directions for warnings and, and stuff like that, right. I did see one show where I swore I was going to find it. I thought for sure he was getting close, but he was yanking our chain, I guess. I don't know for TV, but yeah, you never know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, but I, I thought for sure he was going to see something, but anyway, he's out there. Yep. I think, think so. Do you and, think, um, do you think there's more than one? It's like all the way down to the North Northwest. Oh yeah. I, there can't just be one. Um, and and they're all, they're also on the east coast, which I never realized before. But there, um, I've lately I've found out that uh, there's like a ton of people um, in like uh, Maine and um, uh, around in the uh, the the uh, where maybe like North Carolina or someplace like that, hmm. um, where there's just like apparently like there's populations uh, in those areas as well. So it's it's not just a West Coast thing. That's cool. Yeah. Well, I hope one day, and I hope they're nice. Apparently, they're uh, they're usually kind of nice, but sometimes they get mean. Well, if you start um, flicking that jerky at them, I think it's yeah, they get upset. Yeah. According yeah. to commercials, how can you blame them? Or if you like steal their kokanee? Oh yeah, hundred percent. They don't That's, like that. They can keep that shit. <laughs> uh, so okay, so um, so let me think if I want to ask you any. I was I was going to ask you more about your encounter. Um, when you so you felt like you were like floating out the window, and that's another thing that a lot of people say. Um, not so much people that I've talked to uh, myself, but I've I've heard other people say that in you know in other interviews where um so it's like this perception that you're leaving your normal space like physically yeah 
which I find is quite interesting. Now, um, it, now do you leave in a sole carton and leave the, the meat package behind? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But, and, and there's conflicting evidence on that too, because um, like sometimes, okay, so obviously if you, if you got a chunk cut out of your toe, that happened physically, uh, yeah. but that could have happened in your bedroom before they took you out. Or that's, that would be yeah. the order of, because that's what I felt like woke me up. That's what I felt like made me aware of what was happening is that okay. it was happening at the end of my bed and something was happening to my foot. Yeah. So it, that would have been the start of the events. And your was your foot like sticking out of the covers or something like that? Always. always. Yeah. Okay. I probably um, had I probably had all the covers kicked off because I sleep like you know. Oh, okay. So ET hours. comes in and he's like, "Hey, check it out! Low hanging fruit." Yeah. The, why does it stink? <laughs> Scalpel. Cut the stink <laughs> off. <laughs> so. Um, so other people, though, uh, report like physical things happening to them on board the ship. Um, and, and that I have nothing. Yeah. Like all I recall is, is my buddy yelling at me, telling me to get out. And he was yelling my name. And, and when that happened, could you see any kind of context? Like where he was, what kind of room he was in or? Was he also strapped into a bed? He was strapped into something. Yes, he was yeah. 100% strapped into something. And there's two people or two things being standing beside him um, near his feet. Not at the end, but kind of along his legs, one on both sides. And um, he's he had his head up because his head wasn't strapped. And he was looking over and yelling. And I don't see, I, I can't remember... And I tried, like, if there was things in the background, like, mm -hmm. like I, I could not recall that at all. And, and it'd be even harder for me today. But I still remember exactly him, like, like it happened yesterday. I can see that. Yeah. So it, it would, I would think that I would be able to remember more. I mean, perhaps if somebody put me into hypnosis, they might be able to find out more. Or yeah, something. maybe. Um, I wonder, oh, I did, would you be open to doing that? I, I, yes and no, I suppose, depending yeah. on where, where the information went, because they'd find out about other things. Um, yeah. I, I saw a movie when I was 12 or 13. It was based on a true story. Some people driving down the road and they were abducted and they lost 12 hours of their time. And, and that's what the time thing was in my mind to check. Yeah. Yeah. And um they did all kinds of experiments on them that they could describe completely and nobody could prove otherwise what happened but back then because this would have been in the 60s or early 70s it happened yeah they dismissed it as a dream and the people were chairs and you know it was in their room and they never left they weren't driving like so they really dismissed it. And I wish I could remember the name of the movie or the book that it was based on. But it was based I, on a true story. I wonder if that was uh, based on the uh, Betty and Barney Hill story. 
check time. those guys out because their their story is similar to that. They were driving home Benny uh, and from Barney. yeah Betty and Barney Hill, and they were driving home from a weekend getaway, and uh, and um, yeah, they saw a light, so they pulled over. Yeah, that's and them. Then, that's yeah, the that's one. them. So next thing you know, one. they're at home, and they're like, "What the hell happened?" And they they lost you know several hours, um, mm. and suddenly found themselves home, and then basically they kind of pieced together parts of their story, and it was just really weird. Um, and eventually they ended up um, going under hypnosis, and um, they actually were able to draw pictures of the craft that they saw. And um, uh, Betty drew what she called a star map, um, which was like, I guess, something that, that, that the aliens showed her while they were on the craft, um, which some, some other people then tried to do some analysis on to figure out what stars they were and stuff like that. Now, so there's, there was some... Uh, one one of the analysts came up with the, this idea that this was um, a certain area of space that corresponded to the to the map that Betty drew, um, and there was a there's a planet there or a star I guess called uh, Zeta Reticulon or something. Um, but then later on, somebody claimed to have discredited that. But that's the thing is you never know these people who are claiming to be just debunkers well all they're really doing is just shitting on everybody's story so why should we believe you i don't know it's interesting yeah yeah no i've always had an interest in it and and it also occurred to me you know um, because i liked those things i liked that movie fire in the sky i liked all that stuff that's the only movie to this day that frightens the shit out of me, by the way. Fire in the sky. I've got to watch that. That's the second time somebody's mentioned that this week. You should see it. It, it is. It's freaky. And the more you know about space, the freakier it is, really. Because it, I think that is also based on a true story. Huh. I, yeah, I'm almost... Yeah, I think you're right. I, 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 I do recall something about that. Mm-hmm. It's based on another encounter, I think. I think it's on Netflix. Is it? I'm sure it was suggested to me on Netflix a while back, and I said, nope. <laughs> okay, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Uh, one, one movie that really scared me that's sort of similar is um, it's called... Uh, E.T.? No. <laughs> um, oh, shit. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's, either, it's not The Sixth Sense. It's something like The Fifth Kind. No, The Fourth the fourth kind or something like that. It, it has, it's a refer, it's referencing the, uh, the Heineck scale. So, you know, there's close encounters of the third kind, right? Maybe that's it. I think this other movie is just called the third kind and it's fucking scary, man, because they put all this like crazy imagery, like owls and shit where, when all these weird things are happening, it's like, Oh, that was scary. But I gotta watch that again. That's that's a good show. Um, yeah. But I mean, you're right. Like, are we alone? Probably not. Like, mathematically speaking, um, 
they they could be advanced enough to be sitting in our boardrooms with us. Like absolutely, un undetected. Although I'm I'm sure they have better things to do than listen to our boring board meetings. But well, they are watching they, us. They're watching us. If and they were the, ours today, they've been studying stress, right? That's right. Or at least they were studying print cues or something. But um, we could the, be the monkeys in the cage, but yeah. All the ancients are telling us the same thing, though. Like, uh, all the ancient mythologies say the same thing. There were these these beings that were watching us, and then they interacted with us in various ways. And um, a lot of them go into pretty explicit detail as to how they actually made us and were their little uh, robots or uh, children or what, <laughs> whatever. Some people call us their slaves. Um, it's hard to say exactly what their intentions were, and the stories don't always agree, but the stories all do tell that there's somebody out there um, who was involved in us being here. Like so Stargate. you got to wonder. Yeah, Stargate. Yeah, it's a good one. No, I don't wonder. I know. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I think I'll let you go unless you have anything else you want to talk about. If if they come for me in the padded truck and the jacket that hugs you and keeps you warm with the straps, I'm going to deny it all. <laughs> Sounds good. So, well, thanks a lot, Scott. Um, we've been talking to Scott Stewart and uh, what a fascinating story. Um, We'll see the rest of you guys uh, next time on the channel here. And if you have stories, uh, hit me up with it and tell me the stories and let's get you on here as well. I'm going to put a link below this uh, so that you can sign up to talk to me. Okay. Catch you guys later. Hey guys. Um, just want to let you know about this uh, new sponsor of ours. It's a website called neandertees.com. They sell t-shirts for Neanderthals. Um, Aliens, ETs, Bigfoot, uh, sci-fi fans, um, and all kinds of other geeks and nerds. So if that sounds like uh, um, you or someone you know, go down to neandertees.com. Check out their selection of awesome t-shirts. Um, yeah, give them a visit today. Thanks a lot.